I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You may need that paycheck to help fund what you're trying exactly to build, this. right? Your, your business really might not be at a stage practically mm. for you to say, I'm going to depend on that. Yep. Because what is very real is not the likes, it's the bailiffs. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's actually, that's a quote. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney. And we are your online big sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. In today's conversation, we're talking all things hustle culture, the grind, having a nine to five versus entrepreneurship and the truth behind the boss babe aesthetic. Hustle culture. <laughs> the grind de la grind. Not a nine to five. Sleep when you're dead. That's right. <laughs> so hustle culture. I mean, I'm sure you guys have come across the multiple debates and arguments and all kinds of back and forth on social media. I think we should start with a definition. Okay. What does hustle culture mean to you, okay. Courtney? Hustle culture, which I've often been guilty of. (laughs) I don't know. I think I've been guilty of hustling, Mm -hmm. but not hustle culture. Hustle culture is sometimes very insufferable. And it's oftentimes that whole like, you need to just work really, really hard. Like put in all the hours of the day. Just be super high level productive. Churn out work and work and work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'll just see the fruits of your labor. Yep. Um, and you'll be able to enjoy the life that you want once that once you've done all of this massive amount of work. Mm. That's hustle culture to me. Yep, yep, defo. And this whole idea of like, by any means necessary, yeah. you must grind yourself into the ground after your day job in fact you should quit your day job at some point because that's the that's the goal financial freedom is you quit your day job and you put in all of these hours right now when you're young and sprightly and all them kind of things there because if you don't then obviously it doesn't mean enough to to you you. and oh god (laughs) honestly and you're right it's like that whole like why are you sleeping? We ain't got enough money to sleep. Oh, that is Do you the worst I mean? one. Why are you spending? You ain't got enough money to spend. It's just like, are oh you my, my accountant? God. Are you my doctor? Have you <laughs> seen those infographics as well that are like, you spent this much on Netflix, you could have spent it on stock. If you put it in an index fund, <laughs> it's, you're basically spending a million dollars a month on Netflix. <laughs> Let people enjoy things. I mean, I mean, I think... I think for me, what makes hustle culture so toxic is this whole idea that you have to give up your entire livelihood Mm. to chase some arbitrary definition of financial freedom. Because that's also another thing. This whole idea, like the fruits of hustle culture is always the same. It's always financial freedom. It's always, you know, the flashy cars. It's always the, I want time to do whatever I want to do. When more time, a lot of people actually haven't even thought about what they would do with all of that time. Come on. They haven't thought about where they would put all of that money that they've just amassed. They haven't really actively thought about like what comes after hustle culture. 
we're so plugged in and chimed into this whole idea of like running ourselves into the ground that we forget to actually live life and be present in the moment and have balance. Yeah. And I definitely hear you in so far as like being guilty of perpetrating hustle culture, especially when, you know, I think it's for us, it definitely started in university. Yeah. And it definitely, definitely reached its peak during this whole entrepreneurship phase that we're going through. But in university, for example, I remember like, walking past the library and being absolutely horrified at like the the deathly looking faces of people entering that library like it was a jail mm-hmm. sentence like they're not coming out of that library i remember listen the one time because me i like my sleep courtney knows i fall asleep really early yeah um i remember one time decided i'm gonna give into hustle culture i'm gonna be that i'm grinding in the library we've got an exam <laughs> i'm grinding in the library um and i was there up until like 2 a.m wow and the things and the people i saw i said <laughs> no this is not for me this 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 thing is it is not for all me all the wackos come it's, out all of them you. came out to play i couldn't believe it there was somebody that had was making a sandwich in the library <laughs> like they had somebody was wearing like half pajamas half jeans i was just like you need to sort it out and i think for especially going to the kind of places that we went to there was definitely this culture of I need to look like I'm working harder than you. Right. Because it's not even just about the actual fruits of hustle culture, but it's also the optics, right? People right. like to look as though they're doing something. Right. And that definitely carries on into entrepreneurship and this whole idea of like, oh, I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur. Not even in entrepreneurship, outside of entrepreneurship, in social media in general. Yeah. People like to look as though they're busy, yeah. like they're doing something. So I think that, at least for me, that's kind of like the roots of how I have been grappling with feeling compelled to hustle. And it's funny because for me, I remember the, like my first year in university when I was doing up, you know, grinding in the library till (laughs) X amount, X time in the, in the night, I barely scratched a two one, like Mm. just about scraped a two one. But then when I actually decided to incorporate a lot more healthy practices in my final year, I came out with a first. Come on. And it's funny how our response to like crisis and entrepreneurship and just life in general and work and da 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 is to work harder. Yeah. Why is rest not a primary response to failure? Ooh, that is a quotable like, right there. You're failing, like you're flopping. Sometimes it doesn't mean that you need to work harder. Sometimes it means you need to stop. Yeah. Like, you've just been doing stop. too much. Stop what you're doing. Um, but I would be curious that Courtney, like for you, when did this whole, when did hustle culture creep up on you oh, into goodness. your life? And how have you been like dealing with the compulsion of looking like somebody that's working right, hard? Right, right. You know what? I think it's interesting because I think it has its very deep roots. It's got to sound so <laughs> deep. I think it has its very deep roots in the sense that like growing up, mm. I was used to seeing for example, my mum, her daily routine whilst I was in like primary school, early secondary school was mm. wake up every morning at 3 a.m. and go and do a cleaning job yep. before you go to university mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and do a placement at a hospital and come back at maybe 9 a.m. Um, 9 p.m. Sorry. And do your assignments till midnight and sleep for three hours every day. That was her routine in mm. order to like get an education, provide for her family, um, both, you know, myself and my siblings, but also her extended family, her siblings, her cousins and Mm. everyone back in Ghana she was supporting. So I guess in 
my growing up, what I saw from both of my parents, even my dad works like crazy, crazy yeah. hours, crazy shifts. Yeah. And just seeing that you basically have to work to stay alive. Yeah. And, and I guess that's the essence of everything, but you have to work really hard to stay alive. Like mm. you have to put your body through these crazy amount of hours and you have to just keep going keep going even like forget saying you're tired forget saying you're burnt out Mm -hmm. forget saying you feel depressed keep going because as soon as you stop life's gonna overtake you Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and not just peers are gonna overtake you but literally you won't be able to keep up with your bills you were so even when i was at a point where i don't even need to worry about bills like that my mindset was still if my bank balance falls below a certain amount or if I get this certain grade, it's clear that I'm just not working hard enough and I'm giving too much into my own indulgences Mm. of basic things like I want to sleep. Yeah. Do you go? Yeah. So for me then, like I mentioned in the last episode, I was working whilst at sixth form and I was recreating that same cycle of I would wake up for and our school used to open the gates early. So you could come into school as early as 6.45, I think, or something like that. So I'd get into school at like 6.45, do some work before school and then obviously be at sixth form, go to all those classes. Mm. And then once I'm done, we would usually chill in the sixth form common room. This common room is really a core part of our story. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll chill in the common room and like we were saying, like do online shopping, talk, but then do applications, Mm. do extra work, use the computer because we would usually come home to a very loud house. I feel like around the time I was in sixth form, they were having like the Ghana elections and my mum was just always on Ghana radio. So my house was just so loud (laughs) with stuff. It was ridiculous. So I'd always have to do my work at school, Mm. but after school, I wouldn't come home. I'd have to go to the salon and work and put in some um, appointments so I could make some money and literally come back home at maybe 10 PM. That's when the salon closed and do my work, do my revision, go to bed similarly, like around three o'clock and wake up and do it all over again. And that was my consistent routine for a couple of months. Mm. And it let you saw me like my yeah. mental health deteriorated. I was completely tired all the time. My weight was fluctuating. I couldn't keep my own thought process straight. Mm. And university worsened it, yeah. I think, because yeah. then you get those pressures of, first of all, I already have imposter syndrome. Yeah. I actually don't believe I'm meant to be here. Mm-hmm. The last thing I'm going to do is go to sleep. I have to read 10 times the books. And that's what you grow up hearing, Mm. right? You as a black woman, you have to work 10 times as hard. So you make yourself work 10 times as hard. Mm. You fit in 10 times the amount of work in the same 24 hours that everyone likes to talk about the same 24 hours, just so you can prove something. Not just, it's the, like you're saying, it's the work itself. Mm. That's the trophy. It's not what it produces. Because similarly, I didn't have enough time to spell check my work. My work was crap. Like it was actually really bad (laughs) because I I wasn't taking enough time to do the important thing. I was just packing my time with do this essay, do this amount, read this amount of books, (laughs) write these amounts of words. It's it's like you're just being the library for this amount of hours because you feel like in being able to say those things, I was up until 5am reading. You sound like, ooh, you're really serious Mm -hmm. about your academics. This is wow. Like you're doing really great. But really it's just fueled by insecurity yep it's just fueled by this idea that i really need to not necessarily outshine anyone but i need to prove myself Mm -hmm. like i need to prove that i am worthy of being here by my work ethic Mm -hmm. and that so that really didn't help when i got into entrepreneurship (laughs) and now it's like (laughs) 
you really can't sleep. <laughs> like you really can't sleep. You know, you you especially in the beginning of like as a startup founder, you mm. are everything. Your admin, your oh, re- research and development, your your everything. Do you get what I mean? Marketing, um, your finance, marketing, your ops. finance, you're doing your accounts, you're doing legal stuff. The amount of letters I was getting from companies <laughs> house, and I don't know what it means. HMRC is sending you a letter. What the heck? The font is even intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what any of this means and on top of that though it within me I kind of had this insecurity of if I'm going to be honest mm. wow I went to Cambridge University and now I'm selling bundles mm. and that's how I used to frame things in my mind and yeah. I used to feel <laughs> to be honest till this day my mum still frames it like that <laughs> like you graduated from Cambridge to sell hair it yeah. doesn't make sense she mm-hmm. doesn't like it was hard because as much as you have the vision of what you're going to be and like you're saying, you have this vision of this lifestyle that you want and the vision of the lifestyle that everyone tells you you should have, like, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. the American dream. Yep. You mm-hmm. just start to think of everything only in relation to that. Yep. Everything has to be in relation to, am I going to be able to get the big house? Am yep. I going to be able to get the nice car? Yep. Am I going to be able to travel? Mm-hmm. Am I basically going to be able to just show everyone that, hey, I made it? Do you get what I mean? Hey, I was able to to get the plaques and, and buy the jewelry and do buy the nice clothes. But at this, at the cost of my present well-being mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and my ability to actually last to see that future. Because yes. when mm. I looked back on how many hours I was putting in at my studio, how many hours I was putting in at the salon, how many hours I was putting in trying to get products out to people. Yeah, it was great. I was getting products out to people, but I wasn't sleeping. Mm. I would literally be out working in my salon for like 48 hours straight. Crazy. Why? What? And the thing is now that I've like practiced way more better and um, practices of uh, routines of rest, I have way more customers now than I did back then. So wow. now I think to myself, what were you spending the 48 hours <laughs> doing? Like, what, what the heck? Mm-hmm, <laughs> what we, mm-hmm, what, what mm-hmm. did you even have to do? Yep. And I think it's more so you're getting yourself worked up that you don't even take. For example, I never even afforded myself 15 minutes at the beginning of the day just to write down what I need to do. Mm. So it meant every day I was frantically running around forgetting I needed to do stuff. And my productive grind hours were really me covering my mistakes Mm. because I hadn't taken time to really plan out. Okay, if I really take time to plan out my admin for example mm-hmm, and just mm-hmm. give myself 30 minutes to just focus on one thing and do it productively with efficiency yeah it means that at 1 a.m in the night i won't wake up shivering at the fact that I'm somebody's screaming. somebody's order is due in the morning <laughs> you know, and i've forgotten about it because i'm just trying to be up and down up and down doing this doing that that's not productive yeah that's not efficient mm-hmm. and that's not healthy or fruitful yeah so that is how a, f- a hustle culture really played into to me. But I think mine was definitely rooted in an insecurity. Mm. Definitely an insecurity mm-hmm. of... Because you hear it, for example, in corporate life. Yeah. 15 hour days. Oh. <laughs> and people, like, I, for me, I just don't get why people run towards these things. I run the opposite direction. Mm. I just, this whole you must Burner Boy said it so well he's such a poet I mean (laughs) I I can't come and kill myself I I just I cannot a wise man once said I cannot come and kill myself and I just think yeah as you were saying like you you hear it in corporate life and I I think that 
it was funny as you were going through your own personal trajectory, the way that so many of our interactions and institutions build us up to these things, right? Yeah. So even from the beginning, like I can definitely relate in terms of like my parents working long hours and being from a working class background, meaning that, you know, you've got to make things work. Yeah. Like you need to hustle because your life depends on it. Bills need to be paid. Yep. They're knocking on your door. <laughs> Bills need and to they be will paid. Not. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like the light bill, hello gas, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And then now having that as kind of like the first like checkbox and then going to, you know, university and then having to deal with imposter syndrome yeah. and being the black person yeah. there, the black working pl- class person there and feeling the need to prove yourself and, you know, work 10 times harder and then coming out of Oxbridge and now it's like, oh well, you were prepped and primed to go into corporate life. Yeah. So like the language is not even unfamiliar to you anymore. Right. Like this is what you've been primed for, just to work like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> an actual mule. Like you are what? a dog. Like an actual dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I say no because (laughs) (laughs) I refuse I say no and it's funny because now we've shifted to a place where our freedom now depends on how hard we can hustle outside of that so it's not even just the corporate life or like the nine to five but also outside of that if you want to escape you've got to hustle yeah And there's nothing wrong with hustling and there's nothing wrong with, you know, doing what you need to do to get by. But when that becomes the thing, Mm. that's the it thing. You cannot reach your goal. You cannot (laughs) be free without hustling and grinding to the the ground till your face is rubbed. (laughs) In the mud. That's when it becomes a problem. And I think it's a really nice segue into this whole idea of like the nine to five and entrepreneurship and the romance around both (laughs) around both of these things right so you have people who seem to think that you know nine to five is now easy because it used to be that nine to five was the thing that people were aspiring towards but now in this generation um with new working patterns and instability and all that kind of stuff we're now looking towards how can I create financial freedom for myself? How can I be, you know, a quote unquote entrepreneur, a business owner. And as great as these things are, they're hard. And say it again, miss. I'm tired of this whole, I have to like absolutely die as an entrepreneur (laughs) for my product to work. Like I must, I don't know. Like I definitely went through the whole, like, Am I even an entrepreneur? Like as an identity, mm. can I even assume this as an identity? Because I just did not subscribe to any of these ideals around what entrepreneurship should be. Okay. I was following all of these Instagram pages that were telling me like, you need to be working after your nine to five. You need to be working <laughs> till 3 a.m. That's when the real stuff starts. Yeah. And you need to be working on your product and your communities and blah, 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 blah. And I don't, I didn't want to. Yeah. I didn't like that. Like, I know I don't operate best or as efficiently as possible when I did those things. Mm. So how is it that our freedom has become so contingent on how well we can kill ourselves in the process? Wow. Like, how has it that in yearning to actually liberate ourselves from these structures? Sorry, guys, I'm getting super like... Go ahead. We just love thinking it. about it, like, how is it that we have allowed ourselves to get roped into this similar narrative again and again in a different disguise? Mm. And I think it's a catch-22 
it's a catch 22 when we say is the nine to five better than an, you know, entrepreneurship or because I'm sure you can, you know, comment on this, Courtney, being an entrepreneur, you're still working nine to five. Forget nine to five, bruv. I wish I was working <laughs> nine to five. I actually, there are days I finish work literally at 7 p.m. And I think, wow, I have the whole rest of my evening. <laughs> this is insanity. Um, And even with that, I usually get to eight. I get to work at like eight. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're working crazy hours. And I think this is the problem i think people say like oh you you don't want to work nine to five really just because of pride and ego because they're saying you don't want to work for someone Mm. but i think what a lot of people fail to realize is you're not good at working for yourself this is this is the the alternative is yes you are your quote unquote your own boss you don't govern yourself well (laughs) like you're actually bad (laughs) you're you're bad at this and this this is it's different between like okay, you've got your work and then you have a side hustle, right? Mm. Saying you're an entrepreneur is more so, I'm a leader. I'm trying to really cultivate myself, cultivate people, but I'm also trying to create systems and solutions, right? And that's what you constantly have to be thinking of. A lot of people are more driven by this idea of, I don't want to work for anybody Mm. than they are actually providing a solution. That's good. And that's the thing, like entrepreneurship is, it's vocational. It's like a life calling. Even me, like sometimes, oh, you're an entrepreneur. I'm like, well, right now I just work for myself. I'm still trying to get into that full blown. Am I providing a solution to this thing? And and for um, my industry, which is beauty currently, Mm. am I providing the solution to the problem that I've identified? But for a lot of people, this is just, it's a little bit of extra income, which is not bad. Mm. I think, the problem with the whole i don't want to work nine to five or people who work nine to five kind of belittling them is sometimes Mm. you forget what's the actual goal here is the goal to just brag i govern my own time okay but you're broke oh do you know what i mean there are people who are working very very good stable corporate jobs whether they like it or not that's another discussion (laughs) but they are making six figures yeah they are they are partners of firms they are they are really making money and excelling in their industry and actually a lot of people enjoy it yeah a lot of people like growing their careers and i think one thing about our sometimes that is problematic about us is everyone wants to lead something yeah and no one wants to help build something mm. Mm. like if i'm not the ceo forget it mm-hmm. i don't want to be a part of it the world uh-huh. in order for all of us to really be successfully entrepreneurs we need employees. <laughs> we actually you. need people who are going to see that vision and think, mm. I couldn't see it from the bird's eye view, but I could work really well in this department. Mm. You need people to make those dreams happen. It's yep. not just you. Yep. And so entrepreneurship also becomes this kind of ego thing of, hey, I'm this entrepreneur. Really what you are is self-employed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that was the sound of somebody's reality <laughs> breaking into pieces. <laughs> No, Ooh, really, really what you are i remember my mentor saying like you're not an entrepreneur you no. own your own job i'm screaming you're a worker <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> and that's that's the reality and i think a lot of people don't make that transition out yeah. of having that mindset um that entrepreneurship is all about this glitz and glam and quote unquote mm. independence and forgetting that actually entrepreneurship is about you actually guiding other people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you helping other people and you really having to push yourself personally professionally and even mentally past this point of thinking 
things need to be done for you or even this idea of desiring this applause yes from people like constantly bragging i'm an entrepreneur do you want us to clap I for am, you or what i am the ceo of x company okay that's not a personality oh, trait oh! On company. like it's not a person oh i didn't want to be the one to say it ah you're not even a registered company you're not a registered company <laughs> sorry i don't want to drag anyone Go and register your company if you're listening to this podcast now and you've put CEO if, oh, in your bio. Go and register your company Queen now. I was literally thinking the exact same thing. I was just like, there, do not even dare put CEO if there is nothing on company's house registered for your company. No, you're not even a managing director. You're not, you're and you not. know them ones where you're, as you said, you own a job. You're the only person. Yep. You're actually the only person. Yeah. And guys, don't think that we're just coming from for you for no reason. Yeah. We've been there. Hundreds. We thought, oh, we started our thing. CEO. Yeah. Manager. <laughs> director. Fam. But I can't find you on Google when I search your brand. You don't have a website. The most you've got is an Instagram page. Oh. And the thing is, it's this isn't us coming for people. It's more in the sense of if we're going to build, let's build. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. build let's properly. Mm-hmm. And that's what this whole like community is about like if we're gonna be women who build things who build careers legacies businesses empires whatever you want to call it or whatever it is that you're doing do it properly and there is no easy way out of this thing Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. easy to type three letters ceo into your bio that's calm the hard grind that's gonna cost you yep you can't outwork that you can't outsmart that system and I think that's sometimes when we get into this glamorization of entrepreneurship and belittling nine to fives. Actually, some of some people need their nine to fives. Exactly. If I really think back to the beginning of my journey, if it wasn't for the internships and the consultancy job that I was doing at a startup before I graduated, I wouldn't have all the skills that I have now mm. to be able to run my business. Exactly. Do you get what I mean? Exactly. Like, yes. okay, yeah, I knew how to do hair. I didn't know anything about business development. Yep. I knew how to do social media. I didn't know anything about logistics and operations. I didn't know anything about legal, anything about PR. There are things that you actually need from being in those environments Mm. that will help you be a better entrepreneur, a better leader, or even a better employee. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing is wrong with that whatsoever. Like I just, every, it feels as though everyone feels like they need to be at the front or at the forefront of this, or, you know, the leader of this, the manager of this. And it's not always about the title, but more so your functionality. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, what's the point in having a title if you can't even fulfill the requirements of the function? Word. There's no point in being a CEO or putting the CEO title if you don't function as one. Yeah. Similarly, there's no point in, you know, working a nine to five if you can't even function as an employee either. And as you said, like, these journeys are not always linear. You don't always start off being the quirky ceo or the startup owner sometimes mm-hmm. you've got to work and that's yeah. actually okay yeah sometimes you want to learn the t- the tricks of the trade similarly you might start off being an entrepreneur and decide you know what this is ghetto mm-hmm. and i'm going to find employment Facts. meaningful <laughs> employment that's fine that's actually completely fine or you might do a combination of both like yes. me personally currently working it's as hard as it is currently working but also doing startup life mm-hmm suits me right now and i'm perfectly fine with that yeah which is why when it comes to talking about hustle culture and stuff like that like we just need to practice taking care of ourselves better and like holding each other accountable when we start 
indulging in this nonsense of <laughs> no because i think it's actually nonsense of Facts. i must die yeah and i must be at the front and i must be ceo and yeah. in order to be validated as ceo i must die first yeah. it's like and no you know what it is i feel like it's because sometimes this this hustle culture really makes people make foolish decisions out of peer mm-hmm. pressure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because some of us genuinely you have bills you have rent to pay you may even have other people that you support and because of the pressure of social media you've decided to quit your job you need your paycheck like you actually need it this is not even a rent is no 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 you need this to survive and also you you may need that paycheck to help fund what you're trying to build right your your business really might not be at a stage practically Mm. for you to say i'm gonna depend on that because what is very real is not the likes it's the bailiffs that's actually that's a quote (laughs) that's very real okay that is a people quote tweeting you (gasps) won't keep the bank from closing your account you need to no but you really need to think about these things practically (laughs) because a lot of us get (laughs) no a lot of us get into ourselves into hot water Mm, trying to follow the culture it's completely unnecessary like for me my context was i live at home my mom literally seeing okay my daughter has decided to pursue this path whilst i may not fully agree (laughs) i can't ask her to pay rent right and i knew that was a a a cushion for me Mm. in my time if i was in a position where uh, unlike other people who are not as maybe as privileged enough as i am if I was in a position where I had to get my own place, there is no way I would have survived mm. in my first year of business. Mm. Absolutely no way. I wasn't paying myself a salary at all. Mm. I've only recently started to pay myself a good salary. And that is two years down the line. Mm. So really and truly, if you've got responsibilities, yeah. you've got to also mark that up because there will be sacrifice involved. And don't get so caught up in this glitz and glam of, hey, I just bought a nice car because I'm self-employed and I'm going, I'm traveling here because I'm self-employed. What? Okay, that might not be your story. As in, the car is depreciating, first of all. No, because let's deal with that. Let's deal with the image gang because I'm tired. This whole idea of, oh, we even need to do a whole episode on the falsity of luxury. Yes. Luxury, yeah? The car that you've just purchased is depreciating as we speak. Just understand that everything you see is not as it seems yeah and don't be bought into trying creating a lifestyle that is not even real for the person that yeah. is, cre- is showing you yeah like the things that mm. they post are not even real to them you really think that you could make this a reality it's fake it's fake <laughs> it's fake and that's the that's the thing we're not saying don't enjoy yourself and mm. we're not saying don't aim for the best if you feel like you want to take that risk and just like launch yourself entre- into entrepreneurship then do it yeah the thing is though more than you're seeking out other people's validation you need to really know you're committing yourself to solve something you're committing yourself to produce something that you can be proud of or so that you can commit yourself to a journey that would make you the best i guess version of yourself Mm. to be cliche Mm -hmm. but what you should not do is do this because you feel like everyone else is doing it and all these financial advisors and gurus on youtube and all these things are telling you that this is what you need to do Mm -hmm. they don't know your life story they don't know know your goals and that's the thing i think we're all trying to make our goals look the same like Mm -hmm. this person just bought this house i want to do that i need to do that and it's like yeah but you might not need to do it now Mm -hmm. and i remember like somebody said you know some of a lot of us need to just really be delivered from like this spirit of my age mates we need to forget like my 
age mates are getting married. My age mates are buying houses. My age mates are doing postgrads. My age mates are, but they're not you. They're not. They're not you. They're not on your journey. And mm-hmm. you really need to start thinking more so about yourself what is my life meant to look like right now and Mm -hmm. yes have a five-year plan yes have a 10-year plan or have your goals or whatever but take your time and do this with wisdom please not just running out and making these drastic decisions that you haven't really thought about and sometimes you can think about it and still decide it's worth taking the risk even Mm. though it doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. when i like jumped out of uni to just start this um not jumped out of uni i graduated but like once i finished uni and i jumped into this it didn't make sense to anyone and to a degree it didn't make sense to me either Mm. why was i doing this but like i said i really considered the pros and cons and if worst comes to worst what will i have to do go and get a grad job that to me was a very very easy decision to make if the worst situation and scenario that can come out of this is me going to get a grad job then i'm in a very great position yeah to start this and yep. take this risk but not everyone has that circumstance exactly this exactly this and a nice little segue into um as we were speaking about you know images and the fact that a lot of us are bought into this um spirit of age mates <laughs> there is an adjacent spirit that i think we just <laughs> must we must deliver ourselves from to mm-hmm. the bondage of the bus babe wow wow go there i'm trying to hear <laughs> you on this one i've talked too much of the boss babe you guys have seen it it's 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 in man let, let me let me pick my words carefully when we're talking about <laughs> boss babe because i listen i refer to myself as a boss babe here yeah. and there i enjoy it i refer to my friends as boss babes but i am absolutely exhausted in the efforts to include women as part of, you know, entrepreneurs and, you know, side hustling and making money, we have created this image of the boss babe who likes and saves the pink quotes on Instagram, the one that is, you know, doing up social media, um, you know, the one that takes the really nice captions in the co-working spaces with the plant and just became a plant mom. Um, <laughs> I don't have anyone in, in mind, by the way, guys, I'm literally just like drawing from like, you know, this idea of the boss babe. And I think for me, the main issue that I have with this quote unquote boss babe mm. is it's pretty it's Mm. dainty it's cute it's not you know of course it's got the whole you know boss babes are fierce and da 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 but she's still wearing her pink cat suit (laughs) um and i'm not gonna lie more times on this entrepreneurial journey even like we've been in lockdown and whatnot i've just been in my house my hair is tied up i'm wearing my my tracksuits you know tracksuit bottoms maybe i'll wear a nice shirt when i'm on (laughs) zoom or whatever and i'm just like i don't feel like a boss babe right like i don't feel like what they're trying to portray and i think as much as the boss babe stereotype and aesthetic has been great in liberating and allowing women to feel as though they are empowered by, you know, being a boss babe, Mm -hmm. like even that very contradiction of being a boss and a babe, I think that it's also boxed in, like inadvertently boxed in the different types of women entrepreneurs that can rise. Right. And as much as I like my daintiness and my pink things and my co-working spaces... (laughs) I'm also about that thug life. Like I like listening to like, you know, my hip hop and my trap and stuff like that. That doesn't fit into boss, babe. At all. Um, you know, I'm not particularly dainty or whatnot. Like, yeah, yeah I like getting my nails done and my hair done and stuff, but I don't look like that all the time. All the time, it's true. And I'm not going to come and kill myself to present <laughs> an image of myself as a boss, babe, when I don't feel like a boss, babe. Sometimes yeah. I'm regular Renee and that's cool. Yeah. And 
I'm tired. Yeah. I just... And let's even talk about the fact that, I mean, obviously there's a lot of different, um, you know, types of women that are getting involved in like Boss Babe. But even racially, when I think Boss Babe, it's only recently that I started thinking about black women. Talk but I mean, thing. Boss Babe was really something spearheaded by white women. Yeah. And I don't see myself there. Yeah. Yeah, I, com- I completely agree. I think it's so important to kind of not get caught in this over glamorization and the fantasy mm-hmm. of being this perfect entrepreneur who looks so good and Ugh. who who has her nails done and her hair done like fam you even gave a really good description i would love the whole hair tied up and tracks <laughs> i'm in like a t-shirt that is tied bleach stains everywhere my wig cap is sliding off my wig is on the floor i haven't brushed my teeth <laughs> and that is the reality of most days that when is you're the really, boss babe that is the boss babe and i think it's it's really important to realize for anyone that because in those moments mm. i used to feel like I'm getting this wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every and I think that's the danger of it, right? Mm. You have people who are actually going through the realities of what it means to be a quote unquote boss babe or yeah. just an entrepreneur or somebody who's trying to get things off the ground and pioneer something yeah. or yeah, lead something. You're ripping your hair out, your edges are falling out, you're scared, you're crying, you're anxious, you can't sleep, you can't eat. There, there are all these struggles and you feel like, no, I'm doing something wrong. I'm just genuinely bad at this. Mm. Why? Because all the boss babes that I see on Instagram and on socials and who are talking about their journey on YouTube and stuff, it doesn't sound this hard. Yeah. It doesn't sound like they went through these massive pitfalls. It doesn't sound like they failed. It never sounds like they've ever failed before. And I think what is important and what this dynamic of our friendship and sisterhood and just in general having friends who will be honest is you get to see those pitfalls and you get to see that actually the journey isn't just straight to fail and have to pick yourself back up and be resilient and dust yourself off get your wig off the floor and brush it and going like get those coins that's normal that's actually very normal it's very common it happens to everyone if we're not careful and we don't show those parts, you have people thinking, maybe I just can't do it. Yeah. And that's not true. It's not true at all. And it's perfectly fine to have, it's perfectly fine to be a complex individual. Yeah. That's what we're going to call it. Yeah. We're going to call it complexity. <laughs> complexity. You know, it's fine. It's fine that, you know, you don't fit these stereotypes that doesn't invalidate any of the work that you do as an entrepreneur or otherwise, yeah. particularly as women. And I think, it's funny how sometimes in order to like, you know, escape a lot of the like stereotypes and lack of representation, we create more restraints on ourselves later wow. down the line that prevent us from movement. And I think maybe the the way to think about a boss babe is somebody who is slaying in whatever that they're, you know, however they are and what they're doing. Yeah. Not a aesthetic. Yeah. Let's forget the aesthetic and think about character and individual traits. What are the traits of a boss babe? What is the character of a boss babe as opposed to what does one look like? Yeah. Because even that over, like that ridiculous focus on like what they look like. It's such a thing, especially when it comes to like femininity. Let me not get into it too tough, guys. I know we don't. We have to do a whole episode on it. Man, (laughs) let me not get into it too tough. But even femininity, it's always the emphasis on the aesthetics. It's always the emphasis on what does one look like. Mm. And I think 
we need to, if we are going to dismantle a lot of these things that are holding us back, we need to use new tools. Right. The old ones aren't working because the old ones were used to build the things that strapped us. Wow. Let me stop being philosophical. Come on. No, give it to us. We want more quotables. (laughs) Let me, let me, let me chill. But like, we can't, we just, we need to broaden our horizons and think about the ways in which that we can allow, we can break down a lot of the stereotypes, but then allow us to be, come into the fullness of everything that we are meant to be as Mm. women, as entrepreneurs, without putting a straight jacket on us in the in the process right so breaking out being the butterfly and forgetting about the looks and focusing on as moist as it sounds focusing on the character traits what is the boss babe yeah and i'm gonna leave you guys with that little tidbit i'm a i would love to know your thoughts on this hustle culture um boss babe aesthetic nine to five versus entrepreneurship let us know what you guys think about everything that we've talked about hustle culture boss babe aesthetic do you guys relate what are your experiences you can do all of this by adding us on instagram at to my sisterhood and you can also say hi to us on ig individually at courtney.daniela and at renee kapuku as well as tweeting us on twitter using the hashtag to my sisters and of course Join the sisterhood by signing up to our weekly newsletter so we can grow and glow together. We will talk to you very soon. And remember, keep glowing and growing. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.